You're listening to the Mike Hosking Breakfast Podcast from Newstalk ZB. So what an extraordinary set of circumstances. Mekafatari is quitting Labour and wandering off to the Maori Party and we seem no wiser as to why, what drove it, how come no one knew and how come she hasn't quit or got sacked. Former MP political commentator Peter Dunn's with us. Peter, morning to you. Good morning, Mike. Do you understand what the hell's happened here? Uh, all I know is that Mecca has left the Labour Party. Uh, I think the rest of us are all scratching our heads as to why, uh, how is this concocted, and what its implications will be. What's it say about the Labour Party that they, as her mates and colleagues, didn't have a clue? Well, it suggests there's been a major breakdown, uh, either in her confidence in the party, or confidence in, you know, between the two parties, or just in the way the Labour caucus functions. Um, leaving aside whether she was right to leave or not... Uh, Normally, you'd expect there'd be some dialogue with the leadership over her intentions, yeah. and clearly there hasn't been. Is there, or are there more where that came from? I mean, if she can come out of nowhere, why doesn't Nanaya leave next? Well, look, I think Nanaya's too hooked into the Kingitanga and the Labour Party's uh, influence on uh, Maoridom, if you like, for that to happen. I don't think Rena Chirikatni is likely to go. Hena Henare maybe, but I think unlikely. I think what's happened is that the most likely one uh, has moved, uh, the question is, are there others outside the party? I mean, um, Lewis Wall's name has been mentioned, I hear, and one or two other prominent people have been mentioned as possible defectors. What does it all mean in the long term? Well, I think you know one of the things about it is it's potentially good news for Labour in terms of government formation after the election. Yeah, because this gives the Maori Party real credibility, doesn't it? Well, it does, and it puts them into a position of being a potential power broker after the election. Having said that, I think it does raise the bigger question of what would a Labour Green Maori Party government look yeah. like and what, what, you know, what the centre-right does in response to that. And I reckon one person who'll be just rubbing his hands with glee at the moment is, unfortunately, Winston Peters. Really? So you think he's back and he'll be above 5%? I'm not saying that, and I hope it doesn't happen because I think it would be disastrous for New Zealand, but I can just see him capitalising on... He's the one that could restore common sense. He's the one that could restore order and purpose and all of this. And if you're scared about a Labour Green Maori Party government, give the balance of power to me and I'll, yeah. I'll make sure things are safe. I can just see him playing those lines and he'll be sitting back chuckling at the moment. Is the Walker jumping law being broken here? My understanding is she actually hasn't joined the Maori Party. She has an intention to stand for them. Hence, yes. that's how she's got around it. Is that your understanding? That's my understanding too. What it shows is the complete sort of nonsensical nature of the Walker jumping legislation because, you know, it's, it's never been effectively triggered, uh, even, even when there's been clear-cut cases. And in this instance where you can advise the Speaker by email of your intention to no longer be a Labour MP, and that's not an official communication because it's not signed as such, uh, gets you around, around it, just makes a mockery of the law, and the sooner it's repealed, the better, I think. Always a pleasure. Peter, enjoy your time in Britain. He's in Britain. I didn't realise he's in Britain, but his son's graduating, so he'll be having a good time. Peter Dunn, former MP and political commentator. For more from the Mike Hosking Breakfast, listen live to News Talk ZB from 6am weekdays, or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio.